Paramount Plus and the National Park Foundation present A Mountain of Zen. This Earth Week, you can live stream seven national parks for seven days on Paramount Plus. Paramount Plus, official streaming partner of the National Park Foundation. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to a special edition of the Auburn Undercover Podcast. I am Keith Niebuhr with Auburn Undercover and 24 7 Sports. And the reason why. We have put out an episode today is because in big recruiting news, major, major recruiting news, four-star receiver Malcolm Johnson out of St. Stephen's and St. Agnes in Alexandria, Virginia. It's a suburb of Washington, D.C. He has committed to the Auburn Tigers on Friday morning over Alabama, LSU, Georgia, and Florida. Committable offers from each of those schools. He's one of the fastest recruits in the country, but the news doesn't stop there. Because not only did Malcolm Johnson Jr. commit to the Auburn Tigers, but he is reclassifying from 2021 to 20. That's right. That means he will be in Auburn next week to begin classes as a member of the 2020 recruiting class for the Tigers. So significant news on the recruiting front for Auburn. And we're going to break it down. And I've got a about a 10-minute interview with Malcolm and two of his childhood best friends that we will get to in just a few minutes. But... Let's go over some of the particulars. Malcolm Johnson Jr., six feet one, 185 pounds. Again, he's from St. Stephen's and St. Agnes School in Alexandria, Virginia, but actually grew up across the Potomac in Maryland, Bryan's Road, Maryland, in fact. He is the number three recruit in the state of Virginia and the number 16 receiver recruit in the country, but that was in the 2021 class. We've not shuffled the numbers and figured out where he would be in the 2020 class yet uh, because this is all sort of breaking news. Now, we did know about it earlier in the week, but that was something that we had to keep close to our vest uh, that he would be reclassifying. But again, that is significant because uh, you know he won't be an early enrollee. He'll be a really early enrollee, again, arriving in Auburn next week and potentially could play in 2020. Now, what makes Malcolm Johnson Jr.? Such a big name recruit. Well, last season, he caught a lot of passes, <laughs> okay? 47 of them for 832 yards. That's almost 20 yards of reception, seven touchdowns. He's known as being one of the fastest recruits in the country. He has a top recorded 100 meters time of 10.38 seconds. He has run the 55 meters in 6.26 seconds. Because of that, he's tough to jam at the line of scrimmage because he's fast and he's physical. He's got uh, he's got some meat on his bones uh, at a six foot one uh, clip. So he's got excellent size. He's got unbelievable speed. And Auburn really has pinpointed Malcolm Johnson Jr. to be the heir apparent to Anthony Schwartz. Auburn's uh, current receiver, speedster extraordinaire. Now, Anthony Schwartz is entering his third year at Auburn, and he very well, with a good season, could uh, depart early for the NFL. I mean, Auburn is bracing for that, uh, according to multiple sources, uh, including people within the program. So if Anthony Schwartz does his thing and ends up being a guy that could be drafted and drafted high, you know, you would think that there's a fairly good chance he could leave early for the NFL. So who would be the guy to replace him? Well, you got to have a fast guy to replace a fast guy. And Malcolm Johnson Jr. is that. Now, in its recruitment of Malcolm Johnson Jr., Auburn has pitched him on a few things. One, that, that Auburn's going to have a new kind of a pass-heavy offense under first-year offensive coordinator Chad Morse. You've got uh, Bo Nix returning at quarterback. Uh, this will be his sophomore season, so Malcolm Johnson Jr. would get at least two years with him. 
Auburn has compared Malcolm Johnson Jr. to a guy that people who follow the ACC and the NFL probably have heard of. He was a first-round pick, Sammy Watkins, out of uh, Fort Myers, Florida, who starred at Clemson. Well, I believe Chad Morris was the offensive coordinator at Clemson when Sammy Watkins arrived there. So that is a, a, an easy comparison to make a really fast guy, big body like Malcolm Johnson Jr., um, you know, and so that that's what Auburn is saying. Hey, you can be kind of Auburn Sammy Watkins, and that was really music to his ears. Now, Alabama, uh, throughout a lot of this recruitment, had, had been the team to beat. Uh, ultimately, Auburn was able to win it out mainly because of the things we just talked about, but also the unbelievably strong relationship that Malcolm Johnson Jr. built with Auburn wide receivers coach Cody Burns. Now, you know, Auburn had no 2021 receiver commitments and still doesn't because obviously Malcolm Johnson's in 2020. And, you know, on message boards, Cody Burns, the receivers coach for the Tigers, is kind of taking some heat. You know, what's up? Why can this guy recruit? And, and unbelievably, that criticism has come just months after he signed four receivers in the 2020 class, three of them being four stars, and now he has added a fourth four star to the 20 class in Malcolm Johnson Jr. So a huge, huge win for Cody Burns, who got very close with Malcolm Johnson Jr. and his family. He visited the school in January, uh, and really though it was it was a relationship built on a lot of phone calls, a lot of long phone calls, Zoom calls, FaceTime. Uh, and, and Cody Burns, to his credit, was the one who broached the idea of, hey, Malcolm, you know, would you be interested in enrolling early? Uh, you know, with football kind of being put on hold in so many places across the country and, and no other school brought that up. And, uh, Malcolm was intrigued by it. And, uh, and that really kind of got the ball rolling. But Auburn had felt good about landing Malcolm Johnson Jr. for a while. Now, let's go back to that 2020 recruiting class. Would it impact the numbers if you factored in the points you would get from Malcolm Johnson Jr.? Auburn finished number seven in the country in the recruiting rankings with 26 commitments. I, you know, we don't have a way to factor him in right now because he doesn't have a ranking for that class. However, uh, just kind of playing with some numbers in my head, it doesn't look like Auburn would overtake number six Texas A&M. So my, th my thinking is that Auburn would be seventh no matter what. But, Beyond that, beyond that, it's significant. Uh, the receiver position, uh, you know, just such a huge pickup. And and again, when you look at what Auburn brought in and uh, before him in the 2020 class, uh, All American Bowl participant Kobe Hudson, four star Arkansas flip Xavier Capers, a guy that I'm just crazy about. Love his game. Four star in state receiver JJ Evans. Uh, three-star receiver Elijah Canyon out of Florida, who quite frankly some people think is the best of the bunch. And then for good measure, you, you brought in a pass-catching tight end who now is apparently six feet seven and pushing 265 pounds, Brandon Frazier out of Texas. Now you throw in Malcolm Johnson Jr. Uh, what does that mean for 2020? It very well could mean that Auburn might only now sign one receiver in the 2021 class. But again, the big news of the day, the big news of the month so far, Malcolm Johnson Jr., uh, you know, a top 200 national recruit, actually number 118 in the 24-7 sports rankings for 2021. Uh, has committed to Auburn, and he is going to be a member of the 2020 class, reclassifying. So uh, a double dose of big news for Auburn. They used to say 
on the radio stations. We've got a double shot of Van Halen coming up. Well, Auburn's getting a double shot of great news today, okay? That is significant. A four-star receiver, and he's basically coming in early. He'll be here in Auburn next week. And uh, let's get to our interview now with Malcolm Johnson, Jr., and uh, two of his best friends that he grew up with. We're going to get to know Malcolm, uh, you know, what, what went into his decision, but also uh, we're going to learn a little bit about him as a person and who better to talk to than a couple guys he grew up with, a couple really smart young guys. One of them's going to Georgetown, by the way. You don't get into that school without some pretty terrific grades. I know I couldn't have got in. Uh, but, you know, a different kind of interview because rather than talking to a high school coach, always great to talk to those guys. But a lot of times they say the same thing. Great kid. Uh, great player, even better person. You know, a lot of the same stuff. These guys are buddies that have been kind of busting his chops since they were little kids. They do everything together, and they're extremely happy and proud of Malcolm. So let's get to that interview right now with Malcolm Johnson Jr. and two of his childhood best friends. All right, special guest on the Auburn Undercover podcast this week is New Tigers Commit Four-star receiver Malcolm Johnson. He's one of the uh, truly elite prospects in the country. Fastest guy maybe in the country. Certainly one of the top two with Arian Smith, I guess, of Georgia, right? Uh, But a total burner, a game-changer guy that can take the top off a defense. Uh, Malcolm, thanks for joining us on the podcast. Just what are your initial thoughts on on picking Auburn? How do you feel about this? Uh, I'm very excited about the the choice that me and my family made and – um, I'm just ready to get on the field and, and do something big, really. Uh, you were a class of 2021 guy. Then this global pandemic hits and, you know, really kind of changed the dynamic for a lot of people, including you. You're not just committing to Auburn. You're switching classes. You're going to enroll at Auburn ASAP. You'll be in classes in August. You're going to be part of the football team this fall in 2020. Was it a difficult decision? And what went into that thinking? Uh, yeah, it was an extremely difficult decision because it came very abruptly. Um, I feel like um, as parents, as my parents, um, they were extremely like concerned. And my school was very concerned about um, just my well-being. But um, we figured out that um, it was the best opportunity for me. And it was a uh, once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. So um, we're ready to enroll and get ready. I mean, you're going to miss prom. You're going to miss a lot of the things that that, that that fun high school senior year, although a lot of people kind of mail it in and, <laughs> and start doing less and less. But uh, do you think you're going to miss those things? You're going to miss them literally, but do you think in your heart you will be disappointed that you won't be able to go through those, or do you think you'll just be so wrapped up into the college life it won't matter by then? Uh, To be honest, I don't think I'm going to miss them because I'm going to be doing something I feel like – that's very important to me, um, playing college football, and, and it's a dream. So um, if it means re- missing those opportunities and those um, fun times, then I'm willing to take the risk. All right, top 100-meter time of 10.38 seconds. I think you told me that you ran that down in Cuba. You're going to run track at Auburn. You're going to be able to run with Anthony Schwartz, the flash, who's already obviously a well-known receiver on the Auburn football team, Sean Shivers, who had the big touchdown against Alabama in the Iron Bowl, went over the Crimson Tide. He's on the track team, too. Uh, you know, what What are your thoughts about running track in the SEC? Uh, it's going to be very competitive, and, and that's something I um, really pride myself on is being a competitor. So um, I'm excited. All right. You've probably heard this before. A lot of people think track guys are built differently. They're made differently than football guys. There's track guys. There's football guys. Sometimes track guys, you know, 
aren't exactly the toughest guys on the field. Is that something you've had to battle against? Have people assumed that about you because you're a track guy? Have you had to overcome just people thinking that? I don't think anyone has ever um, thought that. Nobody's ever thought you weren't tough enough? Yeah, just because the way I play and how aggressive I am. um, Yeah, I don't think anyone has ever. I don't have to deal with that at all, I don't think. You got a favorite receiver in the NFL, somebody that you kind of model your game after and maybe play like and, and run like? Uh, I like a few receivers. I like um, Stephon Diggs. I like um, Sammy Watkins. I like Tyreek Hill. It's, I like it's a whole list of people I, I look at um, very frequently. All right, when Auburn was recruiting you, receivers coach Cody Burns, offensive coordinator Chad Morris, head coach Gus Malzahn, what was their big pitch to you, and what? How did they really win you over, Malcolm? Uh, just just being the first to ever do it. Um, just starting a legacy on my own. And that's really what um, I fell in love with, um, being able to do something that no one has ever done um, at Auburn. So I feel like that's really important to me and my family. So I'm trying what, to leave a legacy. What do you mean first to, first to ever do it at Auburn? What what is it? You mean you, a kid from Maryland going down there? Or what, do you, what do you mean by that? Uh, yeah, a kid from Maryland coming down there, a, uh, um, a really um, high-quality receiver going down there. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. Chad Morris obviously is known for throwing the ball around around the field. Uh, Clemson, SMU, Arkansas, now Auburn's offensive coordinator. Has he compared you to anybody? Uh, no, he hasn't compared me to anybody. He's just actually, yeah, they have um, Sammy Watkins, who obviously he you know played at Clemson when when he coached there. Uh, Sammy's been a terrific NFL player. Was great in college too. Uh, okay, well, we, we're lucky enough to have a couple of your longtime friends, like childhood best friends, are with us today. Scott McMillan and Tyler Smith. Uh, did I did I not get his name right? No. Oh, okay, everybody's looking at me funny. Uh, I want to get some perspective on Malcolm. I mean, this is y'all's chance to kind of tell us the good and bad of your best friend here. All right, so what what's the good, Scott? What what? Tell us a little bit about about Malcolm Johnson, the person. Is he a good dude? Yeah, he's a very yeah he's a very great dude. He's very competitive. I'll tell you that. And everything we do is. Rather, if we plan the game or if we go on to work, work out, he's very competitive. Uh, he's a great guy. He's uh, very well-mannered. He's, he's not disrespectful at all. And yeah, he's just a good guy. Like, that's, a, that's, that's, that's what I can uh, say. Tell me a bad trait. I mean, nobody's perfect here. Okay? Bad trait? Uh, I, mean, I mean, is he a sore loser? Sounds like he could be if he's ultra-competitive. Yeah, he can, yeah, he can be a sore loser. Yeah, so Does like, he make excuses? Nah, nah, he doesn't make excuses. Like, if he... I mean, like he gets mad if he loses. I mean, but that's everybody. But he'll, it'll make it. It's bigger for him because he's such a competitor. It's a loss is not like like he doesn't want to take a loss. So of course right. he's gonna. Yeah. All right, Tyler, you you basically have played with uh, with Malcolm since he was a kid. Was he good as a young guy? He said that he really wasn't that good. That you guys were were probably better than him early on. What was he like as just a young dude playing football? Um, for like average he didn't stick out as much as he does now um to see his growth and just him being focused and dedicated um just to see him committed to the ground and really becoming a standout player in high school and you know his his peak is basically the the sky's the limit so just to see that um that's crazy because yeah just just to uh, i guess (coughs) compare those two players from him being young and him now uh, his growth is crazy, tremendous. I mean, to watch him take the top off a of defense, being this guy that runs, you know, sub ten four. How fast is he on the football field? I mean, is it can can anybody keep up with him? No, actually, we played him this year. Um, he caught a slant, and it was like that. He was in the end zone. I didn't. I looked up. He was in the end zone. So 
just to see him uh, just blaze by people, putting 10 yards of separation, it was crazy. Look, you, you guys have played, and you're also, I should point out, all three of you guys are really good students. So you've seen the amount of work he's put in to, to get where he's at. You're not just, you know, some, you got God-given ability, obviously, but you got to work hard, too. So, so Tyler, how hard has he worked, uh, particularly on his speed? Um, I feel like it's a, if not every day, it's almost every day. Uh, he's working on his speed. He's working on his craft. Um, if it's watching film or just, you know, watching receivers, uh, he always sending me clips of him watching YouTube, watching football. So he's really eat, sleep, breathe football. Um, for speed, I feel like naturally he has it, but he continues to work on it almost every day. So, well, you look, uh, Tyler, you, you guys have seen him. You've watched him from nothing or come from really nothing to grow into this elite football recruit. But he's not perfect. He's got to work on things. Everybody does. Even y'all were just talking about your favorite NFL players. They're still working to get better. So what does he need as a friend? If he said, hey, Tyler, what do I need to work on? You're my buddy. You've seen me play. You've seen me practice. What do I need to get better at? What would you tell Malcolm? Um, I say playmaking after after the catch. Yards after the catch? Yeah. I feel so, like, okay, go ahead. I feel like route running is crisp. Um, he can get open. Uh, I would like to see him make a lot of more people miss in the field. Um, Cause he can get it, he can run by people. I want to see him. So he's got the straight line speed right now. You want to see a little more wiggle? Exactly. Can, can he do it? Can he do it? Oh, he's arguing with you here. He's saying. <laughs> I said, I want to see it too. Oh, he wants to see it too. Okay. He's working on it. All right. So, uh, uh, same thing I'll ask you, Scott. What would you say? What would you, if you're his coach for a day, what would you work on? Uh, I would also say more wiggle, like elusiveness, but I can say, um, uh, is that it? Is yeah, that the main thing? Yeah. Well, let me ask you this. Do you think he's going to be a coachable guy? Y'all are his friends. You, you know him better than anybody. When he gets to Auburn, is he going to be a guy that's going to take direction well from the staff there? Yeah, I think he will take direction because he knows they're looking out for the best for him. So I, I think he will take them, uh, take the stuff that they're get, get, giving him because he knows it will make him better in the long run and it will make him reach his goal. And how, how good can he be? You're, you're watching the NFL. You watch all those guys every week. He can he, definitely go out there and compete with the NFL guys. If he continues to work and uh, continues to practice hard, and he could definitely be there on Sundays playing. All right, that's it. Malcolm Johnson, Scott McMillan, his buddy, and Tyler Smith, his other good friend. We appreciate them joining the Auburn Undercover podcast. And good luck to both of you guys in college and also to Malcolm at Auburn. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Thank you. All right, great job from Malcolm Johnson, Jr., Auburn's newest commitment, and also his buddy, Scott and Tyler. I thought they were excellent. Really kind of giving us some great insight into who Malcolm Johnson is, not only as a player, but as a person. And I think that's significant, too. We, you know, so much of the time we talk about and we write about what a guy brings to the table as a, as a player. Can he catch? Can he run? Can he get in and out of his breaks? And we don't sometimes, uh, to our fault, don't take the time to get to know these young guys as well as we'd like to. And uh, so I felt like that was a, a good chance to do that. So congratulations to Malcolm Johnson Jr. on his commitment to Auburn. He will be on the planes next week. It's going to be fast. He will be there taking classes and playing ball. Hopefully this year. Hopefully the season takes place. And uh, we'll see what he can do as a young guy. I mean, he's going to have Anthony Schwartz to to learn from and uh 
you know, obviously he's going to play football and then run track next spring. So Malcolm Johnson Jr. bringing a lot to Auburn University. And that'll do it for this special edition of the Auburn Undercover Podcast. We want to thank Malcolm Johnson Jr., Scott McMillan, and Tyler Smith for joining us. And each of you, we appreciate you clicking on this podcast. Please, if you get a chance, give us a rating, a review on uh, Apple, iTunes. I don't know much about that stuff, but apparently they say it's good for the algorithm and more promotion for the show, more promotion for the site, and uh, and we'll see. But we appreciate you stopping by. We hope you enjoyed this special edition, and we hope you enjoyed the day. It's a great day to be an Auburn Tiger fan. You never get tired of hearing and reading about great recruiting news, do you? You certainly don't. All right, everybody, take care. We'll do it again soon. Bye-bye. Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts.